Yo, what's good? It's your boy Roy, and this is another episode of Sync Gems. Today, we have a round two with the amazing Sigurd Jong Janssen. I don't know if I said it right. Like, I'm, I'm trying, I'm practicing on how to pronounce this dude's name. He's Danish, and he has been into the music for games world for a while now. He has just wrapped a game called Rising Tempest. It looks dope. I recommend you go check. And he has created a balance and some serious success for himself in the sync industry and also in the gaming industry. And it's it, these are different, but he will explain everything inside the podcast. So we also talk about work-life balance. We talk about an insane networking strategy that has worked for him and also for me in the past. And I'm pretty sure it will work for you if you do it right. A few ways you can support the podcast. First of all, leave us a five-star rating and a review. Maybe with the way that this show has helped you, maybe how dope it is, maybe something that you've gotten out of it. This really helps the podcast grow and get into new ear holes. And also spread the word, spread it with your friends, spread it with your fam, with whoever needs to listen to it. Another thing, Michael Moss and his team have decided to give all the Sync Gems listeners who purchased the Sync Music Business Course a fire sound pack with every purchase. So if you want to learn more about the Sync business, about production, about mix and mastering, about different genres, this is the place to go. Make sure to press the link in the show notes and you will get the sound pack automatically with the course. So, without further ado, my man, Sigurd Jonk Janssen. Boom! Sigurd Jonk Janssen. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Did I get the accent right? Yeah. Kinda actually. Kinda. Well, the, the Danish letter is always it's always a problem. Okay. It's the U. It's, it's the Jung. Jung. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Jung. Okay. Next time for round three, I'll I'll nail it. I promise, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bro, you, it's it's uh-huh. been it's been a minute since we've talked. Oh yeah. And, a minute or two. That's for sure. Yeah, and and a lot has happened on your end, on my end, yeah. on our oh, end. Oh yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, man, let's let's hear about it. Let's uh, let's hear what's been happening with you in the past. Uh, I think it's been what four four months since we last talked. So yeah, I actually think is it even longer than that? Possibly. Hmm. What are we in now? April. When would it? No, last time we talked for your podcast, it was. It was hot in summertime. I right. Think. Here, here, so it's remember. actually almost a year. Shit. Hey. Whoa. <laughs> oh. I remember. Uh, you, you know what? Oh. You're so right because I remember being in Israel. We were uh, recording yeah. while I was in Israel. You were in Denmark. Ah, oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah, okay. because I remember because it was really hot because I was watering my mom's plants because she was on <laughs> vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Uh, you know what? Like... I feel like what I what I um, liked about you when I listened to you on um, on Richard's podcast is you're so personal and relatable, and I feel oh well, I'm just a human like anyone else. You know, I got the same problems and I got the same highs and it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like it's it's funny because I feel like. Uh, people people feel the need to flex and to show and to yeah. do things like that and yeah. it's okay it's just like it's an it's an yeah, yeah, yeah. ego thing and it's a personal thing and it's uh, uh and I don't feel any of that from you which is fucking cool and uh, I can just like be an open book next to you I feel like yeah exactly yeah well we all share uh you know our wins of course if, if you get a placement in something why not 
share it, right? Because it's this whole industry is still, even though I don't actually like it, it's it's still very much about do you exist mm. in in the in the universe, right? Mm. Um, if you believe in stuff like that, but <laughs> but but you know, if if of course uh, music placed in TV and trailers and so on, it's 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 still very much the work of your publisher doing a lot of networking and pitching and so on. But for example, if you want to work with bigger publishers or if you want to write film scores or something directly with a director, then they need to know that you exist. Mm. And you don't do if if you don't shout out in, in the absolute chaos of noise there already is on, on social media. But I don't see it as a ego thing per se because there's there's for me at least there's there's not much of this hey look at me see how good i am it's more of a you know hey i do exist if you need audio and music and then i crawl back into the shadows of my studio (laughs) and being the true the true introvert that i actually am (laughs) but i i said that i feel like um maybe you misunderstood what i was saying i i I was saying that the the fact is you're able you know people who have achieved success a lot of the times yeah. hold themselves back with again like saying stuff like i was watering my mama's yeah. plants when i when we were talking oh. something like that you know like so, so that i just love that little little nuance and um oh yeah 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 but man i'm not afraid to say that we just bought a pretty cool house with a Pretty cool room for a studio, but I 100% bought it because of the garden. I don't give a fuck about the rest. (laughs) I just want to be a a dude mowing his lawn and doing stuff in the garden and just being normal, normal human being type Mm. thing. (laughs) Yeah, man, I I feel like um, that's there's a few things, a few topics I want to do podcasts on. Like one is definitely. health and and things that are overlooked oh, yeah. and, and yeah, things yeah. that are you know like garden to me is is it's health in so many ways it's first of all like physical yeah. like you go to you get to be in the mm-hmm. sun you get to interact with the ground with the um with that with the sun with with nature uh which is um it's it's in it's i think it's a it's it's a natural it's just a natural enhancer of everything right like of, yeah, of the primal exactly. needs um in yeah. a world where i mean we are as composers like the the c-shaped back and all that kind of stuff um oh, yeah. is 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 definitely a fucking like people who are 30 look like they're 60 a lot of the time oh yeah it's bad and, and now it's like really I, bad now yeah and now after watching yeah. like uh, i i've I know some people are gonna go, oh my god! But I just watched Wall-E for the first time, and it feels like, oh my god, this oh. is this is where the world is yeah. going, kind of place. Oh shit! <laughs> where, I, I, where I don't know, yeah. like people are diff- just like sitting and not moving and not remembering how it is to yeah. move. So yeah. I, I feel like it's a very good topic to get into to ask, like, what does it mean to be human as a, 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 of course, like everybody wants to hustle. Everybody wants to, to, to yeah. get these placements. Everybody wants to get that money. Everybody wants to, to, uh, uh, to be excited to share more placements, but how are you, how are you operating as a human as well? Like mm, that's an important yeah. question to ask. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. And it's a question that's, not even talk, but just think about it for hours and hours on end, right? Because is there really a, 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 a is there a true answer to what it means to be human? That, well, that's a question to answer. <laughs> but I guess for me, the whole human thing is basically interacting with other people. And it does, doesn't necessarily have to be you know, out and about because we also have to accept somehow that we are in a very extreme digital age where you and I can sit and talk here. And and that's also being social in in the new normal way, right? Um, But but I think being being human to me is, is just to spend time with people 
you know, and and is that in a creative endeavor as a writer or producer, composer thing that could be one of them, uh, or is it just chilling in the garden for a whole day with people, you know? But damn, that that's 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 a mind bending question. What does it mean to be human? Because does anyone actually know what it means to be human? Isn't that kind of the the great big question right after what happens when we die? <laughs> it's it's the whole you know why are we actually here? Well, basically we're here to live, but why? You know. So so it's it's a, a, for me answering that question always circles back to a new question it's it's so hard to answer and i also think it's it's such a it's such a personal thing i could never in in a million years tell you what it means to be human for you i can only say what it means to me right because we all see and perceive the world differently yeah. somehow 100 percent, but and and um before we were we got on the podcast you were talking uh i remember you were telling me earlier this yeah in this time that we haven't spoke uh, spoken and we've we've done it's, it's so cool like the way that we've just kept in touch because you're just like yeah a homie I, you become a homie and i i think about you and i just send yeah, you a message sure. sometimes and it's like yeah, so fucking sure. cool um yeah but but you were you were speaking to something first of all you've been doing more in the game space right oh yeah yeah and um yeah, definitely. And, and um and I've actually talked to with a few with a few people who are on here about the the game the game uh the game industry and it's still not I don't have enough information on it to be honest on the podcast no. um which I'd love us to expand on and oh, also yeah, sure. And also, I would love to to um, to double click after that on how you go about um, this networking and the thing that you are doing right now. Which is, I'll just I'll just um, I'll just tease it for people who are listening, and I'll say yeah. that you are networking in a um, a very cool way to me. Like it's a it's a very cool way. I, I mean, I network through the podcast. I would network through things like that. But yeah. you've actively taken a really uh, taken it seriously to to sow these seeds uh, in order for them to potentially grow in the future. And I would love to talk about this too. But first of all, would you be able to just explain your knowledge of the gaming world, of the game uh, game world, and composition for games and all that? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, games and game music has always been a, a very, very big passion of mine. Uh, you know, started out as a kid, actually just spending way too much time on video games, uh, and I still do. <laughs> um, but, but you know, very early on, I, I noticed the, both the, the sound design, the sound effects and, and so on, and the music. In the game, I I, I kind of was listening to it while playing, even already as a kid. Uh, but at the time, I had no idea that you know kids don't think <laughs> like that. So so I I didn't think about who did the music and, and why there even was music. I just enjoyed it. Um, and then a lot of time goes by, and I stumble upon a true time eater called. World of Warcraft, <laughs> and uh, and that's kind of the first time in games where I really, really noticed the music and you know bought the soundtrack and listened to the music outside of the game and in, enjoyed it that way. Um, so that basically just that was the start that got me into doing music for games and and it started out like any other endeavor in the creative world you know just like starting a band you have to do some free work and you have to ask a lot can can i do this and can i do that and can i compose a bit of music and do some sound effects and you know the snowball much faster than you anticipate just like trailer music once the ball gets rolling <laughs> you suddenly see maybe more placements 
quite quickly or much, many more briefs from, from different publishers and, and so on. So it was, it was a natural transition for me to go into game music and, 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 you know, just starting out in the small and, and getting to work with bigger and bigger people and developers. Um, so yeah, that's, that was kind of the, the journey into game music. I would say it's, it's, it's a, it's a hard one to kind of map out inside my head because I've always been doing so much different music stuff. I also did a lot of touring in bands while I was were, were pursuing this, this video game music thing. Um, and then in between comes all the library stuff for trailers and TV. So, so it's a big mishmash of mm. everything, but, but video game music is my big passion. But I guess, I guess it, it links up with the whole trailer thing because games take such a long time to make, uh, especially AAA games, they take a very long time to make. But the music part can probably sometimes be six months or even less. So if I get a game gig today and I get the music done and they still have two years of development left, I have to do something in between, right? <laughs> so so that's actually why why I got into the whole library thing with, with trailers and so on. Because then I would finish up a game project and if I didn't have a new project lined up, I would just do a bunch of library tracks while searching for new gigs or waiting to for anyone to email me or however things happen <laughs> that's the that's it's kind of the, tri the the tennis analogy i i i use in my head where you know like a tennis player in between uh in between the time and the times he hit if they just stay in place they're gonna get cold so they yeah, have to bounce exactly. like they have to bounce yeah and and, and you're yeah. kind of like your library tracks are kind of the bounce in between like game yeah. to game and that's yeah super exactly. cool um i yeah. i love that and i want to to ask, what is it like to work with with a game? So, like, uh, um, somebody comes up to you and, and and tells you, "I want you to make the 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 music for my game. Uh, I want you to do the sound design. You're only doing one thing. Like, what's what does it look like to work with a game? Um, and well, and also gets... like uh, also uh, sorry, another another question. Like for let's say royalties and stuff like that. How does that work with with this world? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, well, there are different ways to do the music for a game. For example, um, not that long ago, well, yes, actually, it's a year ago, <laughs> I, I, did, uh, I did music for a game where it was this a good old first-person, first-person, you know, hacking, slashing game. I guess, you know, everyone is inspired by Doom and Doom Eternal and all that stuff. Uh, but but they just wanted me to do, you know, traditional tracks like a song, like we have a verse and a chorus and a verse and a chorus and so on. And then they would make it fit into the game. Um, probably because it was an indie game and the budgets for doing a lot of different music they could use, it was just not there. So so the, so I wrote what would essentially be an album of. Songs, basically. Um, but then there is the more, for me at least, for, for the work that I have encountered, the more traditional way of doing it, where you kind of have the overall tone of the game. How, how, you know, if it's a horror game, is it a first person shooter, is it a fantasy game, and so on. So you have the overall tone. Um, but then the developers tend to want. 30 to 60 second loops of music because you know if you play a game and you are in a certain area of the game or on a certain task the game music has to be able to just loop without the player noticing um, but then if the player decides to go right or left or do something suddenly then there needs to be a new loop of music uh, which is in the same style and vibe, but changes the scene 
somehow. So it it can either well if 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 something very dramatic happens, it's a whole new cue. But it could easily just be a version two of the cue you just heard, with slight variations that way around. And then when it comes to actually doing a soundtrack later that gets to be released, then it's more about kind of fitting the pieces together, you know. So so sometimes sometimes it's it's actually just having this maybe this one 30 second loop with with a clear theme in it and then you kind of write a bit more music around it because the whole soundtrack is such a big part of games now especially the after the game release that everyone wants to either listen to the soundtrack or buy the soundtrack so sometimes you have to do some process magic and <laughs> and and make make it the pieces fit together so so interesting. I mean, so like that, that's that's kind of the main ways. Yeah, it's, it's like the way that you speak about it. It feels like to me like what I, what I'm hearing is kind of the opposite of um, production music, where you know you you make a full version and then you strip it off. Here you do kind of the yeah. opposite, which is so fun. I mean, it's just like I mean, it's just like trying to brush your teeth with the left hand. <laughs> for me <laughs> yeah kind of yeah it's, it's so, so weird. weird it's so weird and 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 you certainly have to 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 learn that way of of writing music uh, because maybe maybe you're working there's always a main theme that most of the music kind of revolves around it's it's typically what you hear in the main menu of the game that's always the main theme right um but but then again when you write that you also have have to have in mind what's how that piece can evolve and how you know if 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 it's a horror game for example then you always have to have in mind okay i need something where people are probably gonna be chased even though the developer haven't made anything of that mm. game content yet wow. and, and you have to think about oh okay we might have some jump scares too so might probably have, be a good idea to have some one-shot samples you know just like in trailer music if you get a uh, you know, a sound design placement. So have have stuff like that. So when the developer actually comes and say, "Hey, we have a jump scare," you already have a big library. Yes, here you go. Take it and use it. And um, yeah, wow. And then there, of course, then there, of course, is the you know when there is an actual cutscene in a game where 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 you just watch it, you know, dialogue yeah. between characters or something. Then it's just scored almost to picture if if they have done the the game at that point. Wow! So, wow! So it's a big mix of everything. That's uh, that's for sure. That's crazy. That's that's wild. I mean, yeah. I didn't. I did not know a lot of this. So this is to me. Oh, it's 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 very much more like playing with you know the toy Legos yeah. than you think. You know, it's and 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 the, we also do stems just like we absolutely hate and dread and trailer music we also do stems and game audio you know because then you have this cool track but you have a place in the game where we just need some ambience but maybe not that real music you know so then you maybe have a drone stem in that track and you can put that underneath the whole scene so you use the same track again basically also you know like if you get a placement just from a stem, which happens all the time in trailer music, right? So, so in in um in in the game world, do you compete with a few others, or do they come to you specially? Do they how how does that look like? Because we are going to talk about uh, connections, but how how does that yeah. work? That's very. It's actually very different. Um, in in the start, of course, it's a lot of emails. And a lot of phone calls to people who pretty much don't need you to contact them, right? Um, just like anything else. Uh, but nowadays, it's it's a I would say it's a good fifty-fifty mixture of either I get an email from people that I have worked with before, or someone who know me through other developers. Because even though it's a big world, the game development world is very very small, so everybody knows everybody at some point right so so um so yeah 50 50 some people get to me and then i tend to also 
do a lot of research on which games are coming out and who is the audio director for the companies that I like uh, would like to work with because in a game game development company there are a lot of different roles even within just music and audio so there is um, there's if it's a bigger game then there almost always is a what is called a audio director which is kind of like the all-seeing overlord <laughs> of everything audio and music so he he or she kind of makes you know the decisions we need this kind of music and or we need all these sound effects and you know kind of like uh, you know overseeing everything so all creatives can just concentrate on creating stuff and um, and sometimes they end up using a lot of different composers i just worked on a title which I can talk about now, which is called Tempest Rising, um, where we we were, uh, I think, six or seven composers on that game. Uh, you know, everyone bringing uh, their special thing to the table. So we have a lot of low-tuned, heavy, eight-string metal stuff, and we have a lot of more horror, ambient sound design stuff, and orchestral stuff, and so on. So, so everyone was kind of working together to create the, the whole soundtrack. Uh, and I believe five, six, seven, eight sound designers, I think, just on, only on sound design. Um, so yeah, I've, I would say even though I get, as it is now, good game gigs and have some good game gigs planned for the future, then I still do a lot of either direct networking with people or just constantly keeping an eye out for what is coming because if they make a god of war whatever number they're in now four or something this year then they are probably gonna make number five within the next two or three years right and they already begin the development of that while the current one is being released right so always looking out for what kind of games would be awesome to work on and then casually reach out to people you know just mention that i exist <laughs> like that so and um so you're talking about they they come in with budgets so do they yeah and does a game and yeah, I'm I'm ignorant. I've never worked with a game. So does, does it work with like an upfront budget? And then does it work? Do, do you have royalties as well? How does that work? Uh, again, not a definitive one answer to that. But mostly there is a, let's say the conversation is that the game developer contacts you and this asks asks for your rate or your price for a certain amount of music then when you have negotiated back and forth and have a actual fee that you will be writing for uh, then mostly they are ha happy to pay 50% uh, upfront and then 50% when the work is done because that that kind of you know that secures both parts um, in some way and and royalties not not really there are basically no royalties in in video games that's only if you can negotiate a deal with the game developer where you get a certain percentage of the soundtrack sales afterwards i, I would say you could consider that a royalty uh, but also because in the game world soundtracks are such a big thing uh, it's 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 very it's it's a very big thing that that people really it's it tend tend to spend a lot of time on you know there are videos on YouTube where people don't go through the games they actually go through the soundtracks and talk about how who did it and and, and so on so no direct royalties but there can be in some some sense if you negotiate it and and some game developers very big game developers simply just nope but then then they give you a much bigger fee upfront to work for so yeah mm. 
I guess it, for me, it's, it's it's not a negative thing. So I just think it's how how you look at it. Yeah. So let, um, um, I'll I'll take it back a little bit. So let's say a uh, game developer contacts you, says, "I want you to work on this for the next six months." Um, let's negotiate a, a 50 percent uh, upfront, fifty percent uh, after you're done. So, yeah. let's say you're working on it for six months. Is that your whole thing while you're doing it? Like, like uh, work-wise, what mm -hmm. I can mm -hmm. concentrate like on. Uh, yeah, I would say uh, it's fifty percent focus on on that only because when it comes down to that a contract is locked and and the work to actually starts then it is a lot of work because also because you know in for example in trailer music we have all these what should i say cool tools you know uh, with with cert certain sounds that are already created and ready to go and synth patches and, and, and so on, you know, because sometimes we have to do insanely quick turnarounds in trailer music. So it's good to have all the, you know, for example, all the Keep Forest stuff, they do fantastic synth pulses and so on that you can quickly lay underneath stuff to get going and get started, right? Um, but in video games, they, they don't want that. They want new and fresh stuff so it's all about creating your own new synth patches and kind of you know develop a sound for the game because they of course if they want the big hybrid orchestral stuff then you got the orchestra part nailed down but but you still need some something that uh, where where people can recognize the music oh that's from that game right you know, like, I, I don't know if you've heard Mick Gordon's stuff from Doom Eternal, but you know when when it's him, <laughs> for example. So so I guess, yeah, 80%. And, and, I, and I say 80% focus on that because I always, always I, I need to, you know, even though you get paid doing... Uh, doing the the game music then you you know if, if a cool custom trailer brief comes in or if another kind of brief that would be really cool to work on and even cooler to get a placement with then i always make sure that i do have some time ready to go if it should happen right so Kind of, kind of keeping the the door slightly open all the time. <laughs> yeah, wow, that's that's a good. Uh, that's that's a huge that's a huge thing that we'll also uh, I feel like uh, double click on because as somebody in sync, in my opinion, the door always has to be at least twenty percent open. Yeah, and I yeah. I, I understand always. this as I'm as I'm under, as I'm speaking to you because, I mean. People are actually funny enough when you get to a certain uh, level of communication. People are actually expecting you to have a little bit of an opening for them. Um, I mean, especially bigger, I, I don't know, like a bit, players who are very intentional about what they do and they send you something that is your speciality. And then you're like, nah, then it's uh, um, it's a bit of a, a bummer yeah. for both sides. It's and it's yeah, it kind of exactly. it kind of uh, cools down the relationship and then not sure that the like the next brief uh, will 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 come to you. And that's that, that's a big, big thing, like leaving that door 20 percent open, I feel like is super duper duper important to have longevity. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what you want. You, you you don't want the game project to suffer, and you go, don't want your connections within the trailer and the library or the sync in the industry. You don't want any of them to suffer, right? But but for me, at least, the fact simply just is that when I am working on a game project, I need to have my main focus on that that because it's just such a big workload in the start. And then once you have 
the themes down on the overall soundscape down. Then you can kind of lean back a bit more because then you just have to write with the tools that you created. But for me, the first month, if, if I have a good amount of time for, for, for a game project, then the first month is always just trying out stuff, you know, sending stuff over and they tell you, nope, that's not it. And then try again. Basically like a trailer brief, right? Um, so, so yeah, but, but it's so, so, so important to always have, have the door open. And, and then even if something comes in and, and you don't have the time or can't make it for the deadline that they have, then sometimes, actually, mostly, I've noticed if you just kind and communicate the right way with people and say, hey, I would love to do this. I would love to have uh, a track or two on this album you're planning, but I can't make it within the deadline. Would it be possible to push it a few days? Stuff like that, you know, because mostly uh, publishers have set a deadline because that's where they are aiming to be done with stuff, right? So, so they can get things out in a timely manner and still be trendy with the type of music they release and so on. But mostly if, if you just ask if you can get a, a day or two extra to really nail it down, they'd mostly be happy to do it. That's what I've experienced, at least. So, yeah, that's fire. That's fire. And, and yeah, it has happened to me in the past where, um, where a label doesn't seem as interested, like in my, in my services and that, but then yeah. I know it, you know, like, but then I, I've yeah. sent that email, yeah, yeah. I've been professional yeah. and now they were like, mm, we have another a hundred people working on this. Uh, so it's okay. Kind of thing. Um, and then I'm like, okay. Like step back, but but the ball is yeah. definitely not in my court at this at this point. So I, I love how you're saying that. I love how you're saying uh, that um, finding your freshness is also something is something that definitely exists highly in the in the in the gaming world. And I also love uh, what you were saying about about the fact because you're still killing it in the trailer game like I can see uh, I can see your success and 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 your flex no but I, I can see I, I can see I, <laughs> I can see I can see I, I can see really that you're you're doing the game thing um and congrats for that last game it looks dope well, and thanks. um and uh, you're doing that and you're also still killing it like your assets are still you know like you're you were talking about sowing seeds and now we're, we'll talk we'll transfer and talk about uh, um connections and how you make them now but uh, um you've sowed a lot of seeds in this in the trailer space you've made a huge ridiculous chunk of tracks and now they're working for you basically and this is yeah. To, yeah. this is the epic real epic thing to me about Uh, about doing what you do and having that 20 door uh, 20% door open and also and integrating all these things into something that is unique to you um so that's that's a big one man um you were talking about networking and uh and and sowing these kinds of seeds and you've you've shared with me a, a strategy that's that's not very real, uh, not very hmm it's it's a networking thing that you're doing that's not very traditional i guess because traditional is just going email uh but you're doing oh, something yeah, yeah. that is um that is more long term for yourself so i would love to to ask you about that and how you kind of expand from that like how do you what are your expectations when you're doing that and what are you, what is your mindset going to it And what is it? Well, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> well, my whole networking thing is that I, instead of asking for work, firstly, I just have an interest in getting to know people, first and foremost. Because, you know, if and, and I know if I had a game, game development company and I just got an email from some composer dude, Uh, saying, hey, I'm cool because I've done this. 
don't you want to hire me? Why, why should I hire you? I have absolutely no idea who you are, right? So what I've been doing a lot of the last year or two, actually since COVID hit, you know, you get we, we got a lot of time on the couch, right? So, <laughs> um, so I've been going about it the, to really research the game development companies. I really want to do some work for, and it's mostly actually uh, development companies that do the games that I play myself. So it's it's an obvious no-brainer. Um, but I, I do a lot of research about the people within the company and the people that I need to get in contact with to possibly, maybe, not even uh, 100% sure, but maybe get to work with down the line. So what I do is that, I, I, for example, I find out who is the audio director for uh, a game development company. And then I reach out very casually, not talking about work or anything, just reaching out because I already know their work because I've been playing their games. So I maybe compliment them on, on the work they've done and, and say, hey, I love this and find some of my favorite parts of, of either the music or, or the audio in general and, and kind of point it out, you know, and, and just talk. You know, in, in an email, I've, I basically try to treat them as a human instead of a possible job. So just talk to them to get to know them and then as quickly as possible, get on a Zoom call with them. Again, with not, not with the, the mission of getting a gig in mind, but more a, okay, we learned to know each other over email. Let's take it on and the next step and actually talk and see each other and and that way plants you know future seeds so they actually have a face on a person when they maybe might need something down the road and then again if i don't get a gig from it well i got a new human and friend in the network right that's not so bad i guess <laughs> so so that's kind of my my whole uh, call it philosophy behind networking instead of trying to find actual gigs i just try to befriend humans and people yeah i love that i mean it's also important to weed out the people who you don't want to work with i mean it's it's just oh, yeah. uh it's and it's a good way to do it again we were talking uh we were talking before that about emailing and it's like i don't know how there's not a viral video a viral uh, um uh like tiktok or something online that is about um that is about how people read emails yeah. you know like <laughs> oh yeah it yeah, can be like right. Yeah. What's up? And it can be what's up. Like it could be so many yeah. like the tonality can can change from it does. It changes from person to person and one person can get offended by something that will make another person laugh. And it's just yeah. um for and, and and it's it's just a thing and seeing the person who you may be working with makes it so much easier down the line to actually work with them. It's yeah. like a man like yeah. again with with this uh just starting this podcast and starting to talk to people, I see I see it as a tree, right? Like I see it as a, yeah. a, a bunch of branches, which I'm like, okay, this is this is uh, potentially like I'd love to explore that. Maybe give it some water. Or this maybe is not the right thing for now. But I, I've seen the faces. I've felt uh, the energy. Maybe not in uh, in person, but I've I've created some sort of a connection that is more than just a a um a dry email and this is what actually i mean this is what i'm doing with the podcast is i'm getting to to know people and you know and it it proves to me that people are actually wanting to give the love back to me for sharing this information with them. And then they create, and then yeah. I'm connecting them with the next label, label they work with because they, it's been on the podcast. And then there's such a, an ecosystem here that, um, that yields, yields re good results for, for not only me. Um, and I feel like what you're saying is so powerful because again, like 
I, I'm I'm thinking to me the game is a completely uh, unknown space for me. But you know, like yeah. speaking to you, it's like okay, it's I'll keep these I'll keep these twenty twenty percent open because it's uh, yeah, it's just super. Uh, duper fascinating to me and you were like and after uh in a few months ago like when we were talking you were like oh send me some stuff maybe i'll maybe uh we'll use it on a game or something like that so that's the door that's that's opened for me because we've spoken um exactly and yeah so i I recommend highly 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 to just like take this advance that you take this uh this this info that you just gave and and just uh implement it because again like there's ways to go about emails but there's yeah. also ways to go about humans like humans i mean oh, yeah, who yeah. will they give the job somebody who they know or somebody who they they don't know who are in the same level exactly like, there's no there's exactly. no question about it there's no single yeah. question about it who would they take no exactly and and that's that's i i can give another example of, of Uh, why this works because and and this this is not a a flex <laughs> in any way i i guess it is in the, in the old trailer world you know but i got to work with audio machine which is absolutely impossible for for new composers right now uh, but i got to do that by befriending one of the people working there and talking to them not about hey can i do some music for you guys but you know just nerding out on, on music and then they figured out hey you like doing this stuff we need a bit of this stuff and that's my latest placement that was with audio machine right so it's 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 it don't don't treat people like like they can make you money or get you gigs And stuff like that treat people like people and then if if it all works out then that's just great and if it doesn't work out well you got to know an, another person and that's great yeah well it's also right. great i mean yeah. we, uh, i was just uh, talking last week uh to a dude an amazing dude uh from from england and he was just speaking about how You, you you should take bad contracts and and I'll 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 elaborate like yeah. like 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 do you know what just like a flashback came to me like you were speaking in uh in in your um in uh in your interview with Richard about uh about how you took anything that came your way and I think oh, yeah. that it's yeah. so sure. it, it is so so crucial and it's it's actually a rite of passage to get a few shitty ones to get a few sh- like bad interactions out of, of the way understand what it means what it looks like learn keep on doing because you're not going to stop making tracks you're going to keep making them oh. and you're going to keep working with a bunch of libraries until something lands and um and yeah and taking all these steps and making all these connections just gets you closer to that thing that audio machine that like audio machine machine is kind of arguably a holy grail of of of, uh, yeah, of uh, placements yeah so yeah and and yeah and and that's exactly it like uh, i want to just share something uh, uh, like uh, i guess and a flex from from your boy and uh it's it's yeah. i got <laughs> i got on a universal album i have no business in universal but um uh, somebody i networked with happened to be doing an album for them and he was like yo i love your vocals um let me let, let me send you some stuff we got working we did 10 tracks we got paid up front we're gonna probably get paid back end on these because yeah, it's just yeah, like yeah. it's it's a big it's a it's a big label it's a, they they get a lot of stuff placed so yeah, yeah man it's it's just like the these connections are It's everything it's just everything 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 if you're not out there making connections if you're practicing your craft and you're not really um, tying meaningful connections with some people that you resonate with who can be your uh, um, your mentor or can be your uh, collaborator if you're not doing that then you're missing something oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's a creative job man and and, and we we need We need people to to get inspired to do creative things, right? And a lot of the stuff that I, I do, I, it's 
you know, if, if I'm just in the studio for a week without really, you know, reaching out or talking about to people, then I can feel my desire to actually do music. It drops a bit. It's, it kind of becomes, uh, not today, not today, not today, <laughs> right? But, but if I spend time with people and, and, you know, get out and do stuff and get out in the sun and experience things, then I get home with the feeling, oh, I can't wait to wake up tomorrow because then I can start working. You know, people, people fuel you with energy, even though like, you think you are this monster composer that just can bash through hours and hours and hours of tracks. And that I'm sure there are a lot of people that can, but I can't. I, I need to have people in my life to you know feed energy off and 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 hopefully also deliver something back to them for sure yeah man that's that's fire i mean we're we're probably we're probably going to talk offline but is there anything i don't know any any last um i guess how, how you know what like let me ask you an interesting question how do you feel like you've progressed how do you feel like you've progressed since we've talked last like in the since the last time was there like a uh, um a big step that you felt you went through or something that has opened for you hmm. i think the question is did i actually progress um, <laughs> um Oh well, if well, I have to ask firstly in in a personal sense or in a creative music sense or just a whole man you just do you big... yeah oh man well I think actually becoming a grown up and owning a house <laughs> did a, a lot to uh, to me uh, you know it puts everything in in perspective and. and I know, I don't know. Some, something happens when when you live in something you own. I think I I don't know really what it is, but but I I also felt it in my music because you know it was it's it's basically it was an a one eighty shift in in our personal space and and lives, and that really shined through in in actually really wanting to sit down and. Not just to write music, but we really work on the way I write music. You know, we, we've talked about before that, for me at least, I, I don't like the the twelve hour days in the studio. I'm more of a okay if I can get this done in four hours and get the fuck out of here, then it's good. <laughs> but not because music means less to me. Uh, but you know, the whole thing. I I think we talked about in about that in the last podcast, but I, I also experienced a, a burnout where I actually didn't want to do music some years ago. Um, so I, I think I've I've spent a lot of time really diving down to what music means to me, and and also diving down to spending a little more time on on certain things within the music thing and using a lot of time on also writing stuff that is not meant to be synced or used in a game or anything, just writing music for my own self. So, yeah, I don't know. Did I answer the question? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it's so, you hit so many, uh, uh, so many personal things within me. I feel like, you know, yeah. being able, I've had a, a total f system fail lately, like where my, my body wasn't, wasn't reacting to any food that I was putting into it positively. Oh, um, man. Yeah. And my stomach was in complete upset. My, my, me, mine and my oh. girlfriend's relationship was going to shit. Like it was, there was a lot of things oh, that shit. were happening. Yeah. And, uh, the thing that balanced it all was balance. Like it's it's it feels yeah. dumb to say, but you know, but you know, like being able to to go every day and intentionally 
uh, take my dog for a walk and play with my dog for yeah. like be be with 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 her for two for about two hours a day. I I want to believe that I spend with her and and just like having these um, scheduled times. I go to the sauna almost every evening. Um, yeah. And and having these <laughs> these things that intentionally put me outside of. This studio comfort, um, beautiful space. Uh, it's just so, so it was so big in my in my development lately. So I know I've asked you about your development, but I'm, now I'm sharing something that that it really resonated with me and my story. And also to be able to make music for 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 not for not for any with any purpose it has been proven has proven a, a, to be a challenge for me um yeah but it's super interesting to kind of just like yeah shoot yourself shoot yourself into a situation where you're where you are more intentional about what you're doing you know especially if you're if you're not doing it full-time and you have to i mean you have to have that time in in the studio so you can uh get the yeah. royalties or what whatnot that you want you want to build build yourself up but i mean don't grind yourself to the ground like a lot of people say grind grind no. go back from home like don't sleep all that kind of uh, all that hustle uh porn that was out uh, until a few years ago it, it really yeah. doesn't doesn't um do justice to reality so yeah nope. i i i don't care who who you are or how bad as you are everyone will hit the wall at some point if you just go about the constant grind and, and hustle all the time it's it's not natural so to go that way and and actually you you named the word balance and 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 i i think sometimes people tend to forget what balance actually means because people say they need balance in their life but they are constantly pushing whatever they want if it's music or if it's art in, in another form or work whatever but people tend to forget that balance means that there is equal good and bad right so if you have spent 10 hours battling it out in the studio uh, then you need 10 hours of just laying around doing nothing that's balance <laughs> so so people tend to, people tend to focus way too much on hey i'm not using or spending enough hours in the studios i'm not doing that i'm not doing that but i never hear anybody say that oh I, I didn't get to play Xbox for four hours today. Oh, I didn't. You know, but, but, but it's, it's funny, but, but that is true balance. That I actually, I started doing that to myself, actually, that saying, you need to slack more and relax more. You know, and, and that's, that helps a lot. Yeah, and ask. I mean, like I, I suggest people who listen to this ask themselves: Do you need to relax more? And and just be be true with yourself. Like be real. Yeah. And like, uh, um, because the the brain wants to tell you no. You got to work. You got to develop. You got to procreate. Yeah. You got to do all these things. But are these things really things that you need? Like we are not in caves anymore. So no. you have the 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 sovereignty and the 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 power to make these choice, which is like a blessing and a curse, but it is yours. Whoever's listening to this, like if you're if you are listening to this, then you probably have the choice. And really, a question exactly. that I invite people to to think about is: Are you resting enough? Are you are you hydrated? Are you moving? Oh yeah. Are you connected yeah. with nature in some way? Are you moving your back? Are you taking breaks? Like I don't know. I, um and still I don't know for my for myself. I'm pro I'm still tweaking that, but these are questions that constantly come up because my life was very very close to to not looking very happy at this moment. So I mean, um I'm I challenge people to to actually think about these things, man. Where where can people? Can you remind them where where they can find you? 
Well, the place I'm mostly active is Instagram, and that is at uh, Sigurd the Music Dude. <laughs> I'll I'll, uh, I'll link to it. I'll link to it. Yeah, and and honestly, I have a, a Facebook page and Twitter and stuff, but I tend to forget that they exist. So yeah, hit him on the IG. Instagram. Hit him on the IG. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Bro, I'm so I feel so blessed to have you here and. Uh, and to to network with you face to face and to oh man it's always good we have to go for round three at some point oh yeah there will be a round three and and yeah. i told you i will we we will meet in denmark like i'll i'll do the trip oh now. yeah and when when time comes i, I feel like more towards like yeah. autumn or or spring or winter or something like that like i wanna yeah i wanna i wanna see denmark at its finest and yeah. we will we will get to and it's absolute depressing peace. Yes. <laughs> Give it to me. I have too much happiness in my life, bro. I need to have yeah. darkness Jan- more than half of the day. Man, January and February in Denmark will crush you. <laughs> Let's go. Let's yeah, go. <laughs> Sounds great. Sounds great. It's a date. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, for bro. sure. Um, so thanks for coming on, bro. Thank you for having me. It's always great.